0: This
1: is, uh, this is Joe Cole. This is Ruben off the cheek and you're listening
2: to the London,
1: London, London is, Blue is Blue Podcast. All right, Chelsea fans, welcome back to another episode of the London Is Blue Podcast. As always, your host, Brandon, joined by my co-hosts, Nick and Dan. Gentlemen, welcome back to preseason madness. We are playing Tottenham. Over at the lovely Stanford Bridge, full of so many friends, it was great. Nick scrolling the timelines today and just seeing how many people were able to
2: get back for this match. The excitement was alive. Yeah, a, a newly renovated Stanford Bridge. You know there are a lot of a lot of upgrades happening. Uh, it's coming. It's not there yet. It's coming. They just install the rails when they when they green light it. New screens, new pitch, everything looked beautiful. New trophy. There was a yeah, there was a certain silver uh, thing that was paraded around Dan before the game that I thought was especially cool.
1: Yeah, the glare was like blinding the Spurs, (sighs) but they cover their eyes. They weren't sure what what that glare was coming from. Well, no, it's like when a.
0: Alien comes to a new planet, okay. and because you've never interacted or you've never seen it, you have no frame of reference to comprehend exactly what it is. That it was really a dumbfounding moment for everyone affiliated with Spurs because they finally had a proximity to a trophy and they could start to conceptualize what that actually is and means.
2: Dan, are you saying that Spurs don't speak trophy?
0: They don't. Uh, they would need an international or a intergalactic translation mm-hmm. to understand what that is.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Missed opportunity for Harry Kane to uh, see some silverware. But anyways, let's kick it off with a three-word match review. We want to get a temp check of where everyone's at for this one. Again, get involved with this. This is your chance to shine, listeners, all right? We don't put all of them. We only put the ones that we feel like made the cut. So, Dan, who made the cut? Well, Millhouse had to be in there with the Champions of Europe,
0: was uh, many, many times we heard that echo through the broadcast, so mm-hmm. through the stadium. We had Eric Muggle with the Lone Army Goggles. Brad with Angolo Stop It. We'll talk more about Angola later. Ollie Glanville with Hakim ZiSh show. He did run the show for quite a while. Matt with the Worried for Ruben. Andres with the Bye Bye Baca. Andrew with the Who Are You? And then Jay with the The Winner. Hands down, the Subs Slightly Spursy. Yeah,
1: about Mm. that. uh, Whoops. Mm. I was just thinking Lone Army Goggles, clearly a reference to to beer goggles. And am I seeing straight, Shane? So well done. I put time to sell question mark because I'm really hoping there's still time to sell. Uh, for everyone's sake, look, a, a lot of s- selling could be win-win for both sides, Nick. That's all I'm saying.
2: Selling uh, needs to happen. I mean, clearly you're not going to carry 94 players <laughs> uh, throughout the season. So uh, selling, loaning. Um, but, yeah, there, uh, there are levels within this squad it, it, very apparent today um, in, in how the game played out. And hopefully we get more of the first half than we than we did the second, you know? Hmm. Dan? What about you?
0: I went with the Chelsea sub scooby Dude because the mask has been pulled off a couple of the players' heads and we've learned exactly who they are over this preseason because the next game we play is for silverware. There are no more live preseason matches, so they've been exposed for those, for who they are, and now this is the point where you have to understand what we do next.
2: Look, I had a real three-word match review. Uh, levels within the squad was four words. Conte Ballon d'Or. Uh, do you guys remember him? Do you remember how good he is? He's the best player in Europe. Uh, number seven, mercurial midfielder running around, doing everything right. He's the best player in Europe. So. You know he was having himself a day when he starts pulling out the nutmegs. That's the
1: least N'Golo Conte thing ever. But he's like, if you're going to give it to me. <laughs> <laughs>
2: he's just so nice and so He probably apologized. His job. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's uh... the best. Love it. All
1: right. Well, hey, it's preseason, so we're not going to give you the full rundown. So instead, we're doing the three who showed up, a.k.a. who impressed with their performances today, and the three who needed to show more, a.k.a. who would we like to see more from. Before we get into that, I would like to take a moment, slow, slow it down, bring the music levels down, If get nice and close. I want to thank some people, because Najla... Join the freaking episode. This is our third pod this week, and we still have new people to promote. Like, every single day, you're coming to the family. Faisal, Lulu Fasa, we'll always have Porto. Ben on Patreon, getting the Apple Podcast, Ben, the hero, stealing his friend's phone in their car so we can leave a five-star review again. These Legend. are the heroes that we need in a time like this. Ben, we don't
2: thank yeah, you. We, we don't condone thievery. Except in this very limited instance, thieve away, friends. I mean, steal as many phones as you can.
0: He just borrowed it. Bar- borrow. he borrowed Thank it for you. a short period of time. So borrow a yeah. friend's phone. This is yeah. a great strategy as well. So borrow a friend's phone to leave another five star review. Help people find us on Apple Podcasts, and then again, join us on Patreon because we got a great Discord that has been bumping in our transfer thread, bumping in the match day thread, the three match reviews. It's been
1: wild. Wow, wow, wow. Can't believe you'd forget the cooking thread. I can't believe you'd forget the the travel thread. The, the math uh, thread. The <laughs> math. Come on, guys. Uh, oh, wait, there's a room for everybody. So, all right, let's go ahead and kick it off with the three up, which makes sense. We'd start there. Um, but, Dan, I'd like you to run us through the first lineup that we saw today.
0: Okay. Well, the first lineup included Mendy between the sticks, Chalaba Zuma, Rudiger, uh, Hudson Adoy. Conte, Kovacic, Alonzo, Ziyech, Havertz, Werner. Uh, unused subs to the entire affair were Kepa, Bettinelli, and Batshuayi. uh Substitutes included Miazga, Ampadu, Sar, Pulisic, Bakayoko, Loftus Cheeks, Apacosta, Andorin, Abraham, and yes, Kennedy. God,
2: okay. You remember Kennedy? Wild. You, remember, you remember 2015 that summer when. Left wing back Kennedy? We were. We were in uh, we were in our second season ever of podcasting and a young Kennedy come to our shores and, and then we haven't seen him since. You guys remember that? Yeah, Newcastle, I think Malaga. I mean, he's been around. Pepper's I mean, Farm the,
1: remembers, some you know. Turkey in there. Uh, all right, so there is the lineup and the 10 substitutions that were made. Random, but I thought it was kind of weird that Spurs only made four substitutions, but Look, maybe they just need more help and have to figure it out. So, anyways, uh, three up, three down. We'll start like we said with the positive. Um, last match, just so we can kind of have some continuity. Loose Baker, Brosia, and Callum Hudson Adoy were the ones we gave the the pumps to. Havertz, he was the everyone agreed. Um, And then we had some splits over, yeah, Hudson-Odoi, Ruben, Ziyech, a.k.a. I was being a little antagonistic, Dan, if you remember.
2: What? No, No.
1: What? Hey, I defended rationally. Nick, newcomer Nick, who were your three? Hi, guys. First time (laughs)
2: joining you, so it's really cool. can
0: you walk us through how you came to fall in love with Chelsea? Long-time
2: listener, (laughs) first-time caller. Hey, guys. Uh, Really cool to be here. Um, Yeah, the three are pretty... Easy on this one, I think. Uh, that's uh, Ballon d'Or winner N'Golo Conte. Just manifest that in the world for yourself. Uh, Shalaba, super impressive again. And, uh, and Zia had a brace, so it was it, pretty cut and dry. I don't know what else you would really do with this one.
1: I mean, Dan, there was no dissenting options here, so what can you elaborate on?
0: Let's elaborate on N'Golo Conte real quick. Mm-hmm. Because, look, it's never a bad thing to just load up the praise for our wonderful Frenchman. He looks like he just doesn't break from football. He looked like he had walked out of halftime in the Champions League final and had just come into this match to steal souls, to wreck lives, to occasionally turn it over just so he could win it back again. I mean, Golikante was having himself the absolute day of all days and against primarily what I would consider the majority of the first team for Spurs, like the legitimate, these will be the majority of the starters as they head into the season. Obviously, no Harry Kane. He was in Florida, potentially Disney World. Who knows? Um, look, he was on It's a Small World because that's how it feels when you play for Tottenham. Ultimately, Conte just had a day and it was really great. It was fun to watch. But I, I know I think the, you know, all of us really felt Ziyech was a shout too for potentially having the best
2: day on the pitch as well. Yeah, he looked good, BB. I mean, he's playing a free role, which is interesting. You know, this is not the resigned to the right right wing or in the two number tens. This was a much more free-flowing, showed up on the left, showed up on the right, just kind of popped up wherever he was needed. And it seemed like it suited his game a lot better than maybe the more rigid style that we had at the end of last year. I've said it before. And it's not a bad thing.
1: He's a luxury player. And he had the freedom to do whatever he want and to kind of go wherever he wanted. Um, and he's able to get the ball teed up on his left foot. That's always a great thing, you know. So, uh, look, Tottenham kept the f- dropping, dropping, dropping. And he got to the top of the box and just unleashed a load-driven shot uh, into the inside of the right post. And um, that's what you would expect from him. When you give him time he can do great things with uh, his left foot. So, uh, yeah, he definitely seemed a lot more engaged and involved today. And, you know, I know like we've been trying to play around with potential lineups and things like that and try to see how Tuchel might line up this coming season. You know, if you look at most of his preseason, you can see three in the back. The question is really is it three, five, two, three, four, three. What does that midfield look like, and then what are the two number tens behind the forward? Is he going to try to pull them out wide, or maybe keep them, one you know, a little bit closer to the middle, or invert it where you could do a three-four-one-two? I don't know. But today was a good day for for Ziyech. So if this was like an intentional play by Tuchel and team to kind of give him an
2: opportunity to run at it, it worked. Well, it was, it was also interesting too because. Clearly Spurs watched the Arsenal game where Kai Havertz kind of did whatever he wanted to against Arsenal. Um, And they were like, yeah, we're going to double and or triple team this guy Mm -hmm. Um, because we don't want, you know. And so I think by doing that, they allowed Werner more space, which was pretty apparent in the first half. I think Werner actually, um, you know, had some freedom to run. I don't think he did a tremendous amount with it, frankly, but, Um, You know, that was okay, And then Ziyech was the main beneficiary of it and he made him pay. And like we've talked about this a lot when when Chelsea had a Eden Hazard and, you know, he would get double and tripled. Right. And it was just really hard to make anything happen you need anybody else on the team to show up and score goals to loosen everything up because then they can't do that. Um, you know, so I'm hopeful that this year, if, if Kai gets the hazard treatment or Verner Werner gets it or if Pulisic gets it, or whoever's getting double or triple Dan, that uh, that someone like Ziesch can step up and make them really hurt for it because that's, that's going to loosen everything up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think he had a, a, obviously a great match today from attacking side. I think, Werner looked better in the first half than he did in the second half. I mean, obviously, very unjustly, not given a goal that was absolutely on side, but comically ruled offside because that's just Timo Werner's lot in life. And we can't do anything to change that. Footballing God's old and new, we pray to you. Please, please, please undo the curse on Timo Werner's left foot, right foot, and whatever he has done wrong, we will find a way to atone for
2: yeah we will do the lasso style burning of stuff if it will help anything go right for him this year so well I mean this this microphone will go into the fire Brandon and you can really? buy me another one
1: yeah <laughs> wait to, a way to really stick that point yep Brandon
0: did Chaliba not make your list? I see Kante here I see zS here are you are you
1: begrudgingly joining the chaliba train not begrudgingly. Um, it's kind of interesting seeing him back there with Zuma and Rudiger. Still feel like they have a bigger presence than him, but damn, he is tidy. But I think the fact that he's not making mistakes is wh- his level, right? If you talk about like, where should someone be and did they do enough? Realistically, Shalaba's goal is to not look out of place. <laughs> you know, he doesn't need to like overly impress. He just needs to look like, okay, I could be in this locker room, no problem. Because we've seen as we'll talk about soon, some other players that you're like, nope, not, not here. That second half hurt a lot of people's hearts. And uh, he, you know, Shalaba was not a a reason for that. I mean, if you just look at the difference in the first and second half, um, literal night and day. So
2: not begrudging. I'm definitely open to Shalaba. Yeah. I mean, he he, to me has fit in pretty snugly into this into this back three. I think on the right side feels probably like the right place for him. Um in kind of the as does, slot. Um he transitioned over to right back in a back four for uh reasons that beggar belief to accommodate Bakayoko in the second half, which is just like Blah, blah, blah. What? Um so I, you know, I it, it was kind of a weird second half for a lot of reasons. Uh that that was one of them. But again, what what's the defender graded on? In the time that he's on the field, did he let in a goal? Um and I don't think so. Or did he? Or did he get the uh, first one? He was the first kind
0: one? of he was the last guy before the Mindy lay like through the legs. But ah, that was yeah. a really that was a really, and we'll talk about this player, but Sar was the one who had a pretty terrible turnover to set that in motion. And the fact that Chalba got back there to recover was pretty impressive. But, I mean, it was just a calamity the second half. Yeah,
2: I mean, Chal- Chalba works hard. I mean, that's the other yeah. thing, too, is like there are multiple occasions um in the, in the first half where he w- ended up covering for Zuma when <laughs> Zuma went on. Uh, conquests I call them um, into the midfield and so yeah just uh, I think for a guy who you know wasn't talked about a whole lot I mean tweeds has talked about him a little bit but uh, he's he's really impressed me in this preseason that's good yeah depth depth will be good I mean it sounds like right center back and right side is pretty
1: locked in maybe some potential signings but again having a player that you've already signed able to fill in is a novel idea so Um, Let's go ahead and take a quick break. Uh, Obviously, shout out to the sponsors for financially supporting the show. But before we do that, we have a big teaser. A big one. Because we have something golden dropping tomorrow, Dan.
0: Well, tomorrow being Friday. So we're going to just preface that. So Friday, the 6th of August. It's uh, another Matt Law special. And... I imagine we might have one thing to talk about, maybe more, maybe hundreds of things to talk about. Uh, Anyway, we also may have an emergency pod this weekend. Fingers crossed we have a reason to emergency pod and force Brandon on the road to Iowa to dial in and tin can it it. in with us. We will have next week a preseason special, a Super Cup preview, a Super Cup review. A Palace preview. we got a ton of pods coming out. Uh, we have shirts that are still available to be purchased and shipped. And, you know, if you are going to safe and socially distanced events, you would love to wear these because it will remind people, particularly that second match of the season, because it talks about still being the always only team in London with the European Cup. It would be really <laughs> helpful to show that to some Arsenal friends and family. Um, that, is, that is true. And then, Nick, the last sad news is the cancellation of Football Fest.
2: Yeah, look, guys, uh, we put this out on our social this week. I, I was working on this uh, earlier this week. and We uh, came to a conclusion with Blue Wire and the win in Las Vegas that due to their COVID outbreak and the mask mandate that's happened, that this event would not only not be safe because it would be mostly indoors, it, Vegas is a billion degrees in the summer, as you can imagine, uh, but it would also not necessarily be the fun event that that people were looking for, that they'd pay money for um, to, to be in Vegas. So uh, we canceled it with a rescheduled TBD. We want to do this. We're desperate to do it. We want to go to the new studio. But yeah, it was just the right thing to do for right now. Obviously, COVID's uh, back in a big way in the United States. So uh, we just have to be smart about that and not put anyone at risk. And uh, yeah, we're bummed about it, but, uh, you know, get those refunds on flights, apply that credit forward, and we'll see you in Vegas at some point soon. Yeah.
1: New, new date coming. So thanks to the sponsors for financially supporting the show. We'll be right back. All righty. So on the flippity flop, we had three players. Just quite honestly, should have done better. Uh, coming in at number one on everyone's leaderboard, Timu Bakayoko
2: that's the nicest thing we've said about him today um, look he was bad flat out I mean this the it was a it was a bit of a joke um, he looked slow he looked out of rhythm he looked out of shape and did not gel with a Reuben <laughs> didn't gel with anybody frankly um, passing the ball forward Um gave away the ball in the first couple of seconds, almost led to a goal in the, in the second half. That's kind of when I think we knew we were in trouble a little bit. And um, there's not much else to say, but I think it's probably uh, time to time to move that train along.
1: Move that train out and bring the choo-choo train in, huh? Yes, that, right. there
0: it is. I
1: yeah. like that. Dan, there do there you is. want to
0: elaborate? No, because it's just a sad story. I mean... Brought him in for a transfer, thought he was going to do really well. He got one of the better songs in recent memory for a player, and it just all went pear-shaped. So, it's sad. He doesn't have a future necessarily at Chelsea, so let's hope we can find
2: him a forever home. (laughs) Wow. My (laughs) gosh. Oh, oh my. (laughs) He's not going to the farm, Dan. Jeez. my God. It's Anyways. We need to find
0: place that will appreciate him. Because uh, like, that can take advantage of a skill set he does have. I mean, he clearly was good before he came to Chelsea.
1: It just we need he's to find good him someplace. He's been good since. Not really Napoli. Milan, he's had some good appearances. No. Anyways, uh, Sar, Dan, it sounds like you are... Uh, not giving him a break the last couple well, of Well, if days. there's a seesaw
0: for center back performances in this game, Chalaba would be the one weighing it down with great performance. And Sar would be the one flying off the other side of the seesaw, hurled into the air, because his performance was pretty poor. Pretty poor. Um, obviously led to the goal. That was not great. Just didn't look super composed on the ball. And look, I, I also I'll caveat it by saying he was also playing with Kennedy on the left. And I'm sure that is just an interesting type of footballing experience. But in general, you know, he he looks ready for another loan of some sort. And he is not necessarily going to be the name that gets penciled in to stay and provide cover for this uh, this back line.
2: He was at uh, Porto last year, right? Correct. Yeah. He said they, he
1: didn't play a lot, I don't think. He's 22. Uh, he only played eight matches in the Primera Liga over there. Played six matches in the Champions League and one in the Taka
2: Da Liga. So uh, 15 appearances. That's mm, not, it's not great, but you can kind of see why, frankly. Uh, his positioning was atrocious today. So, yep. Not great. Um, My last one's a bit of a surprise, Brandon, coming at your goalkeeper. It's a high bar. Old old Bendy Mendy uh, had a rough second half. Now, the first goal, obviously not his fault. Some terrible closing down by Zuma and then Rudiger. That led to a deflection. But the second goal, I I don't think that's his best work. I don't think he covered that well. Got megged by Bergewein or whatever his name is. Uh, That's... That was pretty poor one to give up from that angle. So the point, he's got a pretty damn
1: high bar setting the record for most clean sheets in the Champions League. We talked about how he literally was saving points for us, which is what you want out of a goalkeeper, so Yeah. Yeah. So my follow up, are you worried about him?
2: No. Yeah, no.
1: exactly. But no, of it's not. it's fair to say like hey, that's not typical Mendy, by any means, so that's fine. What about Dan's third person?
2: Dan alert! Dan here, alert! Yeah, here's here, here we go.
1: So I put
0: down Christian Pulisic as someone who I would like to see more from today. Huh. So he comes in on the half, replaces Callum Hudson-Odoi, so he gets 20-ish minutes with our starters, our kind of core team, and then he gets the remainder of it with A fair number of substitutions, but some of those include players like Tammy Abraham, like Loftus-Cheek. So yes, there was some downgrade, but you would expect him at that point to be the most impactful player on the pitch. And I felt like he got a little isolated and lost on the right-hand side. I don't necessarily felt... I didn't feel like he imposed himself like I would have expected, knowing that Ziyech has also just walked off, having scored two goals. And we had just talked about Ziyech needing to find his way because, let's say we do sign a Lukaku, the the attacking spots are not many. And so if Christian is like, hey, I want to start for Chelsea this year, and I want to be a talisman, and I want to go out and do something, I just think it was not at the bar that we would define earning a start. Particularly when we think about the Super Cup lineup coming up next Wednesday. Like, I don't, based on that performance, his, his preseason, he probably doesn't start.
2: I mean, God, where the fuck do I start here? Um, <laughs> not only was he our best player in the second half, holistically. False, uh, but okay. It's absolutely not false it is 100 true he's the only one out there trying to make something happen in the whole second half was getting zero help and was getting double and triple teamed again um he also forced his way in should have gave Tammy or should should have had an assist to Tammy that he missed and should have had another assist to uh who am I missing on the attacking third. The second half, I need to look at the screwed up. Well, Andrew oh, was Andrin. playing a little yeah. further forward too. Yeah, please, are you kidding me? Like Andrew
0: looked better in the second half. What about Ruben? I, you're what out of your Tammy? mind. He had
2: one dribble. He had one dribble and advanced the ball up the field. And Pulisic did that five or six times by himself.
0: I, I look. I have a preference, and I and you, I'm just you have a bias were... is
2: what it's called. You have a it's a bias. <laughs> it's ridiculous, by the way, too. Like this is this um, is one that I will not stand for.
1: Okay. No.
2: Done. So not not
1: Tammy Dan, not Ruben. You felt like Christian was the one.
0: I, I just think again the criteria is who needed to show more. If Christian Pulisic is going to go to the board on Wednesday to see if he's starting against, yeah, you know, uh, for our Super Cup final, I think he would probably be disappointed if he didn't start. But I would also say that based upon his performance in the preseason, he probably is not the starting or a starting attacker. In the current eleven,
1: all right,
0: Nick. So he needed to show more to earn the spot. Zies scores two goals, so just
2: on a higher played with the whole first team, man. What are you talking about? He
0: played had about twenty team. minutes with that whole first team too.
2: I know he was pretty dangerous in that twenty minutes. So I don't know, man. Uh, it's it's it is truly comparing apples and oranges in the in the way that the team was set up and expecting the orange to be an apple it's crazy it's just ridiculous i don't know
1: all right uh well let's go ahead and jump over to naz who uh is essentially had the quotes from tom stuckel post-match uh kicking it off we have one quote uh about tino andrin so from Tuchel, quote, he is confident, strong, creative, and he scores a lot of goals in training. I wish we would have saw him versus Peterborough, Bournemouth, and Arsenal, end quote. Well, yeah, we we, we should have. But anyways. Was he out uh, with COVID or an injury? Yeah. COVID. COVID. Yeah. Mm. So um, valuable potential minutes lost, sadly. Uh Tuchel gives Trevo Chalaba a ring endorsement after today. Quote, he did really well and he is pushing his potential into his limits, end quote. So Trevo has gotten quite a few minutes as well. So I think Tuchel, it kind of looks like from the outside, he's giving him a real run to prove himself. I think there's a lot of other players like, yeah, you're getting charity minutes or this, but as you've seen, I think he's really getting an opportunity to, at least in my mind, you know, prove if he's got it or not um do you guys feel like there's any other maybe lone or youth or fringe players that are getting significant minutes to see if they're really good enough i mean Zabacasa's played quite a bit too but i think that's more of a shop window than like
2: hey are you going to be with us yeah i the whole whole second half kind of felt like that to me ruben ruben's probably they're trying
1: to give him enough minutes to see if he's got it or not
2: yeah ruben didn't have a great half of football um Andrew it's a was in a, row. okay, like obviously, Kennedy's not going to be with us for the season. An- Ampadu featured, probably not. It was great to see him pointing and shouting, though.
0: Well, also, he had a good uh clearance to mm. save a goal, so he was aware. Alert came in and offered a little bit more awareness about the game than some of the others. He was
1: aware he was playing football, which was really nice. Mm. Uh, then lastly, Tugel says, Barkley and Drinkwater being left out was a, quote, non-selection. It was to give space for Bakioka and Loftus-Cheek a chance to play. Admits it is unfair to judge these players so harshly on a short time, yet he gonna do just that. 42 members in the squad, Dan. That number is absolutely shocking. And when
0: you talk about... You play with for all the praise that we've given Thomas Tuchel over his appointment to now in terms of squad rotation and squad management. This is a club malpractice moment with the amount of players who are currently on the books that need to get moved, that need to go on loan, that need to get sold because they all factor into the books. And we are probably very close to signing a very expensive player. And If you want to add more players, like a new center back or a new defensive midfielder, if you want to give Tuchel more shiny toys, you're going to have to get some of these players gone, and it's not going to be easy to shift as many players as we need
1: with three weeks, three and a half weeks left. I'm fine if they have this many players, because I understand how the Lone Army works and things like that, right? It's just a way to cover your liabilities. But again, they should be gone, or like that deck should be shuffled. The fact that Drinkwater has played, the fact that Bakioko is playing, the fact that Matt Miazga and Kennedy are playing, it's just really kind of like a sunk cost of minutes. It's not helping anybody. You
2: know, it, it shows you what I think we have talked about with Tweeds and Chelsea Youth and Matt Law and a bunch of people for a long time. You have to, have to, have to buy quality talent. You cannot buy middle-of-the-road talent at a big club because no one wants to pay when their time comes up, their contract ends, and you've saddled yourself with wage bills that are nonsense for no reason. So you would rather pay a shit ton of money for Lukaku or Rice or Chumeni. Some people will have resale value after they're done. Some won't, obviously, if they're at the end of their careers, but you you, you got to get the zaps, the drinks, you know, all these guys off your roster. You just got to do it. You got to cut bait. And I know that Marina does not take this part of the gig lightly. Clearly she's won a lot of these deals in the past, but man, she's, she has to start winning a lot of these deals right now or, or just be okay. To, just getting them off the books because it's it's one of the things that when we go back to the Lampard discussion from last year, he he struggled with this. There, there were so many people in the squad that just weren't going to play, and it's impossible to keep those players happy. Tugels rotated a little bit more, to be fair to him, but not that many more. I mean, 42 is insane. That's almost four times the amount of players that would play at a field at one time. It's crazy.
1: It's a lot, like I said, I just kind of wish we had bucket A, bucket B, maybe bucket C. And the fact that there's a lot of blending amongst players who really do not need to be blending is is my concern for, for sure. So, all right, let's go ahead and wrap it up with a quick news roundup, knowing that Matt Lopod will be after this one. Uh, with updates, updates, updates. Tom's Tuchel on one up-and-coming player known as Romelu Lukaku. Dan, what did Naz report on? Well, Tuchel's quote. And it's done. He Screw was... it. Cut the tape. We got it. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: it was really great when he gets asked about it. And Tuchel doesn't have a lot of ability to hide mm-hmm. an emotion. <laughs> and so he gets this big old grin on his face. And he starts a little, you know, just wry smile all knowing what's potentially coming here, and talks about, well, I won't talk about other players who aren't in my squad. Lukaku's a fantastic player. He's not in my squad. He's an inter. And then they gets pressed again, and then I actually love the follow-up here. Like, this oh, yeah. was my manager. Everyone wants to join my squad. I can imagine a
2: lot of players want to come and join.
0: And that was like, all right, we're cooking with gas right now. Let's go.
2: No, that's, it's, a, by the way, every chelsea manager should say that yeah it's it's fucking chelsea of course they want to join you you're the champions of europe you're gonna be fighting for the league like this is the the top of the the top of the heap man we are we are the best in in the world right now so this is i don't know it's not out of bounds to say it and i love the swag like well hopefully we're competing for the league this year (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, hopefully not. <laughs>
1: not we were we were focused on Europe last season. Sorry, yeah, sorry, yeah, domestic. Look, yeah, <laughs> we wanted
2: a little European vacation. We got it, so that was that was pretty cool. All right, next one up uh,
1: from Nas uh on transfers. Quote: We're talking with the board about players for player er, about players for players who, in our opinion can make the squad strong, which is a challenge to find. It isn't just about talent, but attitude. There are mm-hmm. players who we think are good targets, but I won't say names, end quote. So obviously, look, everyone, massive uh, amount of momentum behind the Romelu Lukaku right now. Uh, everyone's reporting and talking about it. it sounds like um, Holland maybe isn't just going to be an option this season. So uh, if you want a little in-the-know juice because I don't know shit, Lukaku this season, Holland next season, done. (laughs) Marina's magic.
2: uh, David Zappacosta will stay. I I know this quote has been said before, but I wonder if it's a uh, veiled diss at some targets that have been rumored. It isn't just about talent, but attitude. Um, We all know. Uh, because we have had this player before, and we uh, hear stories about him all the time. Rumelo Lukaku is a wonderful person, uh, alongside being a tremendous player. His time at Man United was bullshit. Oh, complete and utter trash. They treated
1: him so bad.
2: And it's why he dumped Mino Raiola, which is an all-time move. So, uh, look, I, I am very happy that the attitude part is here, for Chelsea to, cha- to to really challenge in the league, Brandon, I think you need that extra in the league. You just need a little bit of extra attitude. You need a little bit of extra swag. City are reloading, even though it was impossible to replace Aguero uh, mere moments ago. Uh, it looks like they're going to spend $200 million plus pounds in like three days. So that's pretty cool. On Good two stuff. players. <laughs> yep. And so we're going to have to rival that. I mean, and, and, and we should rival that. That's what yeah. the, you know, that's what it's all about. But I love the attitude piece because how many times in the last six years have we gone, boy, the attitude of this team is up and down or it's not always consistent. And you start getting the, that winner's mentality in with these young players and with some potentially more experienced players coming in. There's, there's a really good vibe happening here. And I like it. Lukaku has broad shoulders
1: and he uses those to carry the team and to essentially be a leader. And I think that's something that is, he's had to grow into through adversity mm-hmm. is that he is happy to carry the burden of being a striker. He's happy to play in pressure situations and, um, You know, I feel like he's one that will start a bust up and then start pulling players back (laughs) because he's fiery enough but understands that there's a line to everything. So, um, you know, I'm super impressed at the highlights I've gone back and watched from his time in in Italy. I mean, Dan, his goal-scoring record is insane. Well, when you look
0: back on it, because there's a – the easy thing would be to say, oh, he just had a really good season in Inter last year. And look, we're playing under Antonio Conte has clearly suited him. It has clearly just unlocked another level. But since he was 20 years old, he has only scored less than 25 goals across all competitions in a season once. And it was 17. So if we're talking about buying consistency, Beats in addition Georgia to buying seven a player, penalties. <laughs> well oh god uh and I think actually his penalty record is 19 attempted 19 hit zero misses so that will be an interesting conversation that we can get into again about who should be See taking it, penalties
2: big mom um, in the house.
0: Big Rom, uh, I love the fact that we're getting some of the older videos retweeted. You know, him in the stands and the the tour group talking about what a joy it would be to play there and play at Stanford Bridge. The video where he's telling defenders, like, don't close down on me because I will embarrass you. Like, he's just got a he's got an alpha mentality, man. Like, and I am so ready for what could be with him and havertz together
2: let's go i mean to have two six foot plus forwards who have different skill sets in the same team i mean fuck i mean this this, it's gonna be wild i mean the first thing when i was looking at those whole videos the thing that ran through my head is i i got mad that we didn't get him in 2017 I, I'm, I got furious today out of out of nowhere because I was like, fuck, we could have had this dude through the prime of his career with Antonio Conte and perhaps gone on another league winning run because whatever. Uh, the second thing that popped through my head is if you watched him at United or you watched him at Everton or West Brom, he is much better faster now than he was back then he has really put in the time he's leaned out there are obviously all the photos of him training at Milan today uh are, he's looking cut he's looking slim ready to go and then the final thing that I think is to me part and parcel with who this guy is is you think about the time that the, the Euros over the summer and what happened to his um you know, a, a friend and former teammate, Christian Erickson, right? Erickson's back at Milan training today. This came up. He's a compassionate, empathetic individual. And when we talk about the attitude piece, it's not only what Dan mentions in the alpha side, it's, are you a glue guy? Can you rally people around your cause? And for 120 million euros, you better fucking be able to do that. Um, I don't know if the other target is necessarily in that vein because he's a little younger and maybe a little bit more self-driven, but Big Rom is certainly that guy. And like he's a he's a player, Brandon, that would make me proud to be a Chelsea fan. Yeah, absolutely. And again, 120 versus 100 for Grealish. Oh, it's a no-brainer. By the way, it's a, that's a no the. My my buddy Drew, who um is not ever gonna listen to this podcast because he's a Liverpool fan, uh, tweeted out something really funny today, which is so city are just spending a hundred million pounds on a player that doesn't make them immediately better. Cool. It's Bayern Munich-esque. It is, yeah. Can't just wait for Holland to go to Bayern Munich next snapping summer. Snapping so. up talent. Villa. Villa doing some business.
1: Anyways, we won't get into that. We should probably save that for Matt Law again, dropping Manana. But hey, that's gonna wrap us up, Chelsea fans. Uh, it is good to feel the excitement of the transfer window finally. It was a h- hilarious U-turn from uh, when we figured out Erling Haaland was probably not an option and how quickly and decisively moved to Lukaku. And it sounds like he's given the green light to, to be open to return. So now it's all about negotiating the Benjamins uh, or whatever you call a hundred pound note over in in Britain. The Elizabeths. Wow. This, right. this took a turn. Queen Elizabeth. Come on. Anyways, that'll wrap us up. Look forward to the Matlaw episode. We're going to be talking all about transfers and even people leaving potentially. So anyways, that's going to do it for us. Enjoy Chelsea fans. So until next time, you know what to do. Get the blue flag flying high.